Wow, that was perfect. Yeah, it was. <laughs> your guys, like your guys, have never lined up that well because <laughs> you're on the same Wi-Fi today. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> mm, hey, listen. <laughs> it seems like it's been a while since we talked. Doesn't make a difference to anybody else, though. No, it does for us, but. Bro, is that dog, um, is that dog in your recording or mine? It's probably both. <laughs> I should we should have put you in the van. It's a loud dog. Me? We should have put you in the van, yeah. Yeah, outside with the dogs. <laughs> She's inside. Let's <laughs> ever take her out. All right, episode four. Here mm-hmm. we are. We're on a roll here, guys. We have not. Um, Learn to hate each other yet? <laughs> yeah. Nobody's quit. Nope. Still here. Can't Longer stop. runs than most people get in a lifetime. So. Right. <laughs> um. So what's up? What's new? That's a good question. I was hoping you were going to ask that actually, because <laughs> it seems like in the podcast we've done already, we haven't really talked to each other about how we're doing, with how everything's going right now. You know, it's kind of weird, but... Life, yeah. We should probably ask each other how we're doing off the podcast, too. (laughs) But... But if we talked off the podcast, we'd have nothing to talk about on the podcast. True. This is the thing. Most people don't know this about podcast hosts. They actually are not really that great of friends off the mic. Mm -hmm. They just, you know, save up all their conversation for when they're on the mic. So everything seems genuine. So that's the, yeah, because if you listen to them, it's always like, they have so much to talk about. We um, we talk about a lot of really interesting things, all three of us, throughout the <laughs> week on a daily basis. So we could just talk about them again at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. Um, I just had a kid. No, oh, bi- no yeah. big deal last week. No big deal. Um, Just so casual about it. <laughs> yeah. So far, it doesn't feel any different. Are I'm you sure. feeling okay after all that all that work of having a child? You know, it was it was a lot of strain on my body. I yeah. The sympathy weight was yeah. definitely there. I'm mm. kicking it back in now. Um, kicking the baby back in, or <laughs> should probably never say kicking <laughs> when you're talking about a baby at all. Um, no, I'm gonna keep him out. I I like him; he's pretty cool. Good. So that's good. That's been new, and it's um, it's this fall weather came, and I really love it. Nice to get <laughs> out of the heat. Seriously, it was hot here. Did you get your pumpkin spice latte yet? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> at work, there's a pumpkin Keurig. I just I just can't get over how you just casually talk about, yeah, I had a kid, and the fall weather is really cool, too. Like, those two things are equal on my priorities list of how well, I'm I mean, doing. <laughs> no, I don't, and I'm not saying there's anything if bad about it. If I would have had it. the kid in August, I'd be less excited about it, but now <laughs> because the weather's no. nice. You know, I know people are super proud of their kids, and it's obviously life-changing and amazing. 
and they um they want to share that with everybody constantly and um because they just have like an an urge to do it and it's not a bad thing but I just have never been that kind of person with anything in my life mm. you know I yeah. just don't usually I'm going to be one of those parents like maybe people will be asking uh for pictures of of him you know rather than like me shoving my wallet in their face when I'm standing right. next to him like, that's interesting. You still carry pictures in your wallet? I should have said phone. <laughs> no, do I mean some people wow. do? So I was I, just curious. I am a dad. I am a dad. I guess. No, I I have one picture in my wallet to my mom and dad. That's cool. There yeah. You go. So you're not going to be one of those people with like the little stick figure sticker on your minivan of <laughs> how many kids are in your family. <laughs> I feel like it kind of makes you a target when you're in traffic. Like yeah. And you know, no, people I, think they have an excuse to drive terribly because they have those stickers on that. <laughs> Get out of my well, way. It's, it's because they have like one eye on the road while they're wrangling their yeah. family of seven behind them, like one trying. hand behind them the whole time trying to keep them from fighting. No, I get it. If I feel like if I had a kid, I would have a similar response of just like, so I had a kid the other day. Yeah. <laughs> and the weather is like I'm super stoked about the fall weather, man. It's it's really nice. Although uh every time I try to go like open the windows and just enjoy it, um my allergies like punch me in the face basically mm. and so it's super nice outside, but I've had all the windows shut and my AC is still on because it filters the allergens out of the air. See, I have allergies too, but they're pretty much gone now. And I don't know even what I'm allergic. Do you know what you're allergic to? Existing, I think. <laughs> Everything. It's, it, it's pretty. Um, <laughs> like any time I step outside, it's it's miserable. During like the warmer weather, though, mostly. Yeah, I mean like spring and summer and early fall. So all year, <laughs> basically. What What even is an allergy? How do How do you develop an allergy to things that are floating in there and have been floating in the air your entire life. How do you develop that at like 25, whatever? Well, I've, <clears throat> I've had them like my whole life oh. and I maintain that it's just like um, God punishing me for <laughs> something I did when I was younger because like um, mosquitoes are like super attracted to me too. Yeah. Whereas like, so I'll be like sitting outside uh, with my family or with friends or whatever and I will be getting mauled by mosquitoes and also like can't breathe, can't see because my allergies are so bad. No. Like I'm just like not allowed to be outside, which <laughs> sucks because I hate like feeling like that dweeb that's like allergic <laughs> to everything and like always hates being outside and all this because yeah. I love being outside. But um, yeah, like no aller allergy medicine works for me. Bug spray yeah. doesn't work for me. It's just I'm immune to all these things. You know, I used to think that I used to think that I would associate allergies with like maybe your quote unquote nerd, you know? And I think <laughs> I think that since I did that, I had that stereotype. Maybe that's why I got them. You know? It was like, yeah. oh, okay, you think it's funny. Well, maybe I'm a nerd probably. So maybe that's why, but I'm just saying I think I've never had it as bad as in the last couple of years. It's been so weird. Just mm. you know, it's always like Literally, you step outside. Like, you don't even want to get out of bed because you're like, I know as soon as I just pass through air, yeah, 
I'm gonna be anyway. Yeah, allergies yeah. are terrible. Yeah, I don't have any, man. I have no allergies, and mosquitoes hate me. But I got a whole bunch of other problems, so it makes up for it. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it could be worse than having allergies and <laughs> mosquitoes. I could be Nick, so thank God. <laughs> You're right. You could you be. Know, this is going to seem like kind of a stretch to get to talking about this, but I don't know much about it. But I was thinking about how mosquitoes are kind of, they're kind of like this weird alien thing where you don't understand their purpose, you know? Mm. I mean, I know mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. ecosystem, all that, but I was thinking alien. I don't think they serve a purpose. I was thinking alien, and then did you guys see that there was like a bunch of new discoveries with space in the last couple weeks? What they no. find? So, um, yes, so they found, they found <laughs> that there is water under the surface of Mars. Okay. Um, so you should be able to find that when you look that up. And it's, it's so crazy when these articles come out because it's like everyone loses their minds and then we hear nothing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like every time something's discovered in space, it's a huge deal, but there's no like, here's the next article on, you know, a couple weeks later, hey, we did some more research and it's this. And I don't know if it's that whatever they find is just super underwhelming compared to the headline. Mm -hmm. So maybe we don't hear about it, but um, did you find it by chance? Um, Yeah. I was kind of looking around too. Nature.com. Oh, perfect. Credible source. Very credible. Discovery of three buried lakes intrigues scientists. Yeah. Yeah, like any time a scientist is intrigued, we're not going to hear about it for several months. Yeah. I mean, science like this, that's kind of like the most exciting thing they get to discover usually. Yeah. You know? Well, like it, it's like many, many years in between these discoveries before like something amounts from it, I feel like. Yeah. Right. Brother, you should talk about how much well, was you... It? Wasn't the Pentagon? Didn't they release? Yeah, like, there was a bunch another of UFO thing. videos or something like that recently, and they kind of slipped yep. it in amongst the uh, worldly the pandemic. Quote, the quote yeah. was um, loosely that they have discovered aircraft that is not of this world. Yeah, mm. and the phrasing on that is kind of like I could say I had a pizza that was not of this world. You know what I mean? Right. So he didn't have to right. clarify that statement, but yeah. Uh, well, there's man. a bunch of stuff with like Area 51, you know, like I think a lot of people as of late, just from what I've seen, like on Reddit and different things have been talking about how there's things that have been kept there by the government for years that are starting to come to light and kind of wonder like why now? Well, did you guys ever... Did you ever hear the story, the Bob Lazar story? Mm-mm. This guy that used to work at, I don't think it was, <clears throat> I don't think it was Area 1 specifically, but it was like one of those, it was like a an offshoot of Area 51. He was a, I think he was a physicist that worked with like these um, UFOs that they had recovered, trying to figure out like how they work. He was like responsible for figuring out how the the fuel system worked, I think. Interesting. Um, yeah, mm. dude. I What's his name? never used to like Bob Lazar. 
he did a he did an episode on the Rogan podcast, so like obviously that means um, it's one hundred percent true, and we should take it as <laughs> as fact. But he's he's very convincing, and the point that Joe Rogan makes about it too is like um, most of most people that are nut jobs and talking about aliens, you can like tell they're nut jobs because everything they say is like. There's some amount of like attention that they're trying to get. You can kind of like get that vibe from him. Yeah. But Bob Lazar, like, he like started talking about this stuff, and then like the government came after him, and his life has been like a mess ever since he started mm. talking about it. And so for him to like go on a podcast with all these people, and I don't know, it's it's a little bit different. But I'm gonna have to uh, talk. I mean, I, there's he kind of like a Stephen King looking guy. So that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't really help his case. Yeah. Well but, I, mean, I was just reading here, it talks about World War Two, like right before that, um they used to mine for silver and lead and then they the military took it over later and started using it to conduct nuclear weapons testing. Yeah, so he's got a uh kind of interesting. There's a documentary on Netflix about it, but yeah, I have not okay. watched it. But yeah. Um, what do you think if aliens existed though? Like they'd actually look like that, like the big like old we, head like with the tiny body aliens. and like buggy eyes. I don't know, man. Or would they look like us? Like, could there be aliens? I think right it depends now? a lot on like Just looking like us, walking around. What their planet is like, you know, like yeah, yeah. everything here has developed from basically influences by influenced upon by like its its environment. So, like, mm-hmm. if the environment of the aliens is something that doesn't require, like, flesh on the outside, bone on the inside, or doesn't require, like, a whole bunch of muscle mass, or doesn't require, you know, a bunch mm-hmm. of mass in general, they'll probably mm-hmm. look different. Yeah, like, they don't, they've kind of eliminated, eliminated manual labor, maybe. Well, like, why do we assume that they're so much more advanced than us, though? They kind of, yeah, they kind of talk about that on that podcast that they did. Um, oh, it's it's kind of like a, a perspective thing. Like we are, as humans, the theory is that we are like super advanced given um, like the resources that we have, but there could be resources on like another planet that other beings are inhabiting that have different properties that allow them to develop things that are like seem you know, light years ahead of our time, but for their time, they're like still in the stone age just because That's, like when, like our stone age was with rock and then we had like an iron age and like all these different elements became more and more important. Mm-hmm. Well, like their equivalent of the stone age could be like this super crazy, like anti-gravity, whatever that allows them to fly yeah. through the universe. Like, yeah, but know. W- you know, what if it's not, what if they are actually back in like the fifties right now? You know, what like what if they're on the what if they're the, back in the industrial age, you know, just right beginning. I don't know. It's weird. I think we think I think one of the things too is that it requires so much technology and intelligence for us to leave this atmosphere of this world that we think, okay, if it requires all of this from us, then if those, if aliens exist and they are able to travel, you know, like interplanetary travel and all that, they probably have mastered that 
in some way. But again, it's like I guess you could make the case that maybe they have found these flying saucers and spaceships. They're not of this world and we're never going to... Are they afraid we get scared? I mean, are they are they afraid that people would freak out if we the government? Knew? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I think Whenever so. I say they on this podcast, I'm talking about the government. <laughs> Just so you know, no one else except for the government. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like anytime the government says anything, is pandemonium. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. the reaction of the people is always just like. Especially lately, like any, like nothing the government says right now seems to be like a valid thing to say, depending on who you are. Right. And so I feel like if they just came out and said, um, oh, yeah, uh, by the way, Mm -hmm. there are aliens among us or there are aliens out there, like people would lose their mind. Yeah. But if they like slowly start to kind of, introduce things slowly then maybe we like warm up to the idea of something existing you know fun fact is when nick was a kid so i was a kid too he was he was super into aliens like he had man i i would research that all the time yeah yeah and i would say for like an eight-year-old it was legitimate research (laughs) yeah you know could read like full sentences it was, we used to go on like alien, basically hunts. Quests. Where we, you'd see like bunny tracks and then you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, those are definitely alien footprints. Like, and the whole thing is always like aliens are going to come to the rural locations yeah. first. Cause they're Small gonna, town Nebraska, crop circles. What I think like maybe they'd go to Costco because it'd be like, why would we get all these, why would we get all this basic grain and stuff when we could just take out an entire Wonder Bread truck, you know? <laughs> like, I don't think yeah. they would come here first. Assuming they even need to eat human food, though. Uh, they, yeah. They, maybe they feed off of sunlight, like plants. Do you remember, do you remember that movie Signs? Maybe that's why they're green. <laughs> you guys remember that movie I, Signs? I never watched it, no. I really actually... I actually liked that movie, and we actually watched it in school too because I don't know why. But um, they Small were USA, right? Water was their weakness. Mm, so that's right. That's one. I mean, you could. So they come to a planet consisting of mostly water. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever read that thing? Uh, it's kind of cool. A guy kind of typed up a. The, all the attributes of a person as like a, um, you know, if you were to talk about a lion, you would say that it's extremely fast, extremely powerful. You know, it mm-hmm. it can run this fast miles per hour and it's, um, you know, tenacious and all this stuff. Well, someone wrote something up like that about humans and it was okay. super cool because it was like, you know, top speed is this uh, mm. healing factor. You know, like all yeah. of this stuff. And I was like, wow, we're actually pretty cool. You know, like, and if you read all of that or actually think about all the attributes that humans have, like, it's a pretty alien. Like, we can heal, you know? Yeah, it's like, pretty we wild can, to think about that. We can sew limbs back on to right. ourselves. And 
you can replace organs with mechanisms mm-hmm. that are powered by electricity. Yeah, and, cyborgs, right? You can. Uh huh. It's so crazy. How do you guys feel about the Neuralink project? I don't. I don't know, man. I was reading about that with uh, Elon Musk and just the ability. You know, he was talking about how the first round is to improve like cognitive function. So if you have mm-hmm. like a disability or there's mm-hmm. a problem where you need to have assistance, you could just basically like get this, you know, small part of your skull removed and they implant this neural link. And then like apparently the, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he said the cables just go right into your like, right where they're supposed to go in order to like send an electric signal to those places to help. Yeah. I think the way I've interpreted it is basically it's like hot wiring or like jumping certain sections of your brain. So like a lot of um, like neurological disorders and um, disabilities are attributed to just like misfiring of certain electrodes or right neurons i suppose in your brain Mm -hmm. um so the theory is if you could like bypass the route because it's all electricity at the end of the day so if you could just bypass the route that that electricity is trying to take and like bridge the gap of the misfiring neuron Mm -hmm. then you should theoretically be able to um like solve that issue see Mm -hmm. i think that's incredible and how i guess the thing is, is you know that that won't stop there. You know what I mean? Like it's, That's and I'm talking thing. even, yeah, I'm talking even beyond like, you know, if I wanted one, you know, to boost any certain kind of attribute that I have or give me attributes that I don't even have, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, I mean, there's no way that doesn't become militarized at some point, you know. You think? I mean, super soldiers, you know? Yeah. And if falling into the wrong hands, you know, it could be, but is it like Bluetooth or something? That's a weird. <laughs> that's so weird to me. No, no, I, I'm serious. I think it is. It's it's bizarre. I don't know. Well, it's okay. It, I mean, it is super, super primitive right now. Like, oh, for sure. The studies that they're doing right now are in pigs to see if they can put it in a pig and it not die. Yeah. So like, right. I think we're a long ways off from it, like mm-hmm. from going from that to it being like a military concern. Mm-hmm. Could be um, 10 years, maybe. I don't know. Uh, you think in our lifetime we'd see it? I think maybe in our lifetime, but I just like anything like being implanted in your body, I feel like is so heavily regulated by. Oh, yeah. Like there's no way that the FDA is not involved in FDA. Mm-hmm like stuff takes forever right and i mean they have to prove a lot of things out before any human is going to volunteer for a trial and then Mm -hmm. even then like the the problems that they're trying to solve with it right now are very um relatively trivial compared to like turning your brain into a a superhuman computer yeah it's pretty wild to think about it because you just sort of get this piece of your skull removed and then you can always get it out, supposedly. Like, mm-hmm. you just take it back out and then they can patch it up. But yeah, 
side effects how do you know i mean it it takes on all the all the same risks of like a normal brain surgery i suppose like if the surgeon sneezes you could be super right. super dead right if you type in neuralink on google um here's like the top 10 googled things neuralink cost so people are already you know thinking about that neuralink elon musk neuralink human trials neuralink jobs there's forward thinking right there. Already <laughs> thinking about what kind of job mm-hmm. you can secure. Neuralink chip. Neuralink Reddit, unfortunately. Uh, Neuralink stock and Neuralink implant. Hmm. People are... It's Something like this is so crazy and it's like... Controversial, for sure. Fut- futuristic, you know? This is like... This is definitely capturing the Would imagination. Would you guys do it if you knew that there weren't side effects to it? Like, would you take a risk? Yeah, probably. I I can't say. I I wouldn't be the first one to do it. You know, I'm not lining up to go, like, be a a trial volunteer at Neuralink. But But if if it was was to a level of maturity of, say, like, a smartwatch or something, you know, that Mm -hmm. um, some other example of a consumer electronic project or... Yeah. Um, even like some sort of personal medical, you know, if it's been proven out to that degree and I feel like I would benefit from it, then, and I could afford it. That's the other thing. You know, yeah. I think I'm not, I'm not one of these people that is like afraid of technology. You know, I'm not, I'm not afraid of like, um, you know, my smart speaker, like listening to my conversations. Maybe I should mm-hmm. be. I don't cover up my um, my camera, my webcams on my, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. computer and stuff. Maybe I'm naive. I'm just not one of these people. So like I don't subscribe to the idea that just because I get this thing implanted in me, that means that now I'm a drone, a government drone that they can just right. like control me. You know, right. I think you, even you know, talking about like the, like Alexa and Siri and all that always listening. I don't think you can, I mean, if you don't know already that everything about you, everything about you is available online, you know, and probably in places that aren't even, you can't Google your information somewhere. I mean, I get, I'm subscribed to this thing that tells me when my email's compromised or whatever. And like three of my emails from years ago are like on the black web, <laughs> the dark, the dark web, the black yeah. market, <laughs> the dark web. So dark market, black it's web. like, man, they got me, man. They, they know and they are coming. No, just kidding. They, I'm just saying they, I, I it's, guess. It's a lot it, easier to have your stuff out there for sure. You're trying to, you're trying to fight, I think. And I, I totally get the argument against, you know, if someone were to make an argument against being listened to all the time. I mean, yeah, it doesn't make you feel comfortable, but you're basically trying to fight, like, ads, you know, at the end yeah. of the day. Like, they're, if they're selling that information to companies that can target you for marketing or ads or whatever, well, I'm... Yeah. I mean, I... Yeah, that's terrible, but I also kind of appreciate that the ads on my page are, like, boots music whiskey, yeah i mean i i've you know? bought things based on those ads i yeah. love them you know like i, know. I don't <laughs> i don't get upset about i don't know 
I, I have some friends that feel very strongly like the other way. Um, mm-hmm. But they're also like the kind of people that can't live without Twitter or their phone or something, right. you know? So like right. it's kind of contradictory, but I kind of feel like if you're going to have the benefits of these things that make your life easier, like the trade-off is um, people knowing where you where you are, right? Yeah. Like I think the government, even before phones, we were pretty good at finding people. So like, oh, absolutely. I think having a phone, maybe it makes their job easier. But what, like, why does it matter? I, I have a hard time empathizing with people that like, um, they're upset about it from a like a standpoint of principle. Like, just knowing that they could is what bothers me. It's not that I have anything to hide. It's just knowing mm. that they could is is the issue. Yeah, I, I don't really understand that, but that's my personal view. Yeah, I get pretty paranoid at times. And I think I'm like privacy wise, I, I hate the thought of my information being out there, but it's so hard nowadays to not, you know, think about how many times you type in your email on your phone or online for something or how many times oh. you bought something off the internet with your credit card, had to put yep. in your shipping, you know, your address, right? And even your social security number at some right. places. So it's fingerprints are already out there, you know. If you were born in America from pretty much right. any time, you know, you're inked somewhere. And right. Well, and it's, like... It's hard. I have a theory that identity fraud was way easier before all of your information was way out there because no one had to know what you looked like. Exactly. You, you know, have to like, verify shit now. I think about the, like... Imagine there was some celebrity... And you knew their name, but you had never a musician. Say a musician, you had heard them on the radio, but you've never seen them before. You know, it's not really hard to impersonate a person's voice if, like, right. you had one of those people. So imagine being, you know, in this time before the internet, where you can't just like Google Johnny Cat, or you can't just Google, you know, Fats right. Domino or something. Like a long time mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. you walk into a club and then you start claiming that you're this person. Right. You have, you know. Sing their similar characteristics. You have like a similar voice, and then you just like run the show for a night, right? You know, that's totally doable back then more than now. But now, if you if you walk in somewhere and you claim to be claim to be Justin Bieber, you're like, bro, get out of here! (laughs) Not Justin Bieber. Even if you kind of look like Justin Bieber, they're gonna know you're not Justin Bieber, right? Right. Just with, I mean, with little concerns with the Neuralink that I have is like. One of them would be like, so a big part of it is storing memory, right? Essentially, yeah. we would we would be able to store tons more memories than we can right now in our brains because it would actually be stored. The theory, yeah, the theory is that you would be able to like go back and replay, like you would a show, be able to replay memories, wow. like watching like film from experiences. Your life. Yeah, but is there like viruses? You know, will there be viruses and stuff? someday where that can be deleted <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't have the answer <laughs> i mean that, like that's the, that's the fear right that someone could compromise the system and i think i think the hope is that um eventually like everybody somehow gets it and is like enlightened mm-hmm. to the point where they see that all this like <clears throat> and i steal i steal this idea from joe rogan because Joe Rogan runs my life. 
but uh, he did a, he did an episode recently with Lex Friedman, and they were talking about this. And I think Lex, it was Lex's idea that the idea is that you eventually be everybody becomes enlightened to the point where no one's considered no one's considering like weaponizing things anymore. They're, wow! They're instead like they've gotten past the petty like humanoid humanism of like always having to be better than each other. And instead, they've adopted the whole like for the benefit of humanity as a whole. Like, let's work all work together, because the the concept is like neural links. Like everyone has it, and then they're all somehow connected on a mm-hmm. deep level. Um, so Which maybe is- you know, maybe it causes everyone to like blow each other up. But mm-hmm. we could have done that years ago already you know like every, right. most major countries now have the ability to just like wipe an entire population off the earth the face of the right. earth right and the thing that stops them from doing it is knowing that all the other countries have that ability and have the same buttons to press and it would just be over yeah. in a day or less so this could be you know a nuclear thing that everyone sort of kind of just like agrees that they have the capability of compromising it but just like decide that it would be <laughs> better off not to. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, this kind of all comes back around to something you said, Jake, was uh, like we would surpass the, we wouldn't have the urge to be violent or anything anymore because we would see each other as equal. <sighs> That's so crazy. It's I mean like think of how many think of how many decisions you make in a day or like impulses that you have to talk yourself out of that are just based off like testosterone reaching your brain, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that guy, I don't know, something about that guy just like I want to knock all of his teeth out with a baseball bat. Just something mm-hmm. about him. You know? I I have this I have this thought that those things could be bypassed somehow and we would no longer right. be distracted by like these um just like emotional issues. Maybe that's a bad thing, but did you guys see that with some of the wildfires in Washington? Um the firefighters were trying out Starlink, which is basically SpaceX internet basically that he wanted to make available for the for basically the entire world (laughs) yeah and they said it was incredible like here's a quote from uh, one of the guys says i've never set up any tactical satellite equipment that has been as quick to set up and anywhere near as reliable and then said that they were getting like latency of less than 30 milliseconds dang and just like out in the middle of nowhere you know I mean, we've Drain all seen, fire. we've all seen that, like Washington and Oregon and all that. There's some very disconnected places out there as far as, um, you know, cell service and man, it's so weird. It's like he's Tony Stark, you know, and he's making, which is Iron Man for those of you that should know that, uh, yeah. and it's just he's like a oh, hundred miles ahead of all of us, you know. Well, he yeah. has capital too, and people that invest into that. Good. I mean, research, you know, if I you just, have the choice to get to Neuralink, then I'm totally. I mean, I want him to go. I want him to make everything that he imagines, as long as there's always a choice. 
Yeah. You know. I think the the world is like a fundamentally better place with Elon Musk doing Elon Musk things. Just Jake, because do you like have a Neuralink in right now. I've never talked to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it last week. I've had it for about two weeks now. Do you are um, you buying a Tesla? I just will, out of nowhere? I'll give my YouTube review of this device <laughs> in a couple days. But yeah. No, I I just I don't know. Like I've never met the guy, so it's all based off just like my kind of knee-jerk perception of him and his companies but i just get this feeling that he's actually concerned about like the human problems and making things better and like yeah he's a billionaire that's kind of what happens to people that are visionaries and hard workers and also like technological companies like um i think a lot of people like a lot of people, especially right now, are just writing off billionaires as like self-centered um, because they have this buildup of money and they're not like just like giving it out all the time. I'm going to ruffle a lot of feathers by saying this, but nope. that's nope. okay to me. Um, no one knows where I live. I, I, I think that like you. if you become a billionaire developing technology or like working on things that are making the world a better place, then like dude keep your billion dollars you know like that's that's a worthy cause and i think you should be compensated for that and even if it's not um directly like for the sake of saving the universe like um anyone that like has a dream and a passion and like works hard at something and is doing something revolutionary like i feel like they should be compensated for that Mm-hmm. you know yeah it's a and worthwhile I, investment i don't to, think that uh i don't i don't personally feel that they're like bad guys just because they have a billion dollars and i don't yeah and i think you said it right there basically i think not everyone but i think people have issues sometimes with the thought that that person has that money and they don't, you know, they themselves. It's more don't. of a jealous thing. Like, yeah. And you, why is you know, that hoarding all that. You know? Right. Yeah. And but then he's out like solving cancer, you know, curing cancer. To be fair, like Jeff Bezos literally could not spend all of his money if he tried. Like the amount of mm-hmm. money he makes a day just because of the money that's in his investments, like outweighs yeah. any expenditures that he could make. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, I mean, it's easy to make the argument that they should be, um, they should at least feel obligated to like redistribute their wealth or something. But I just don't believe that that's like, I don't think, I just don't think that's right. <laughs> I don't think they should have mm-hmm. to. You know, I think if they decide they want to do that, then that's great. Like, I, I, I would hope that, like, if I had 350, however many dollars that someone like Jeff Bezos has, um, $175 billion. I would hope that I would do something meaningful with that other than just like buying yachts and properties and stuff. I don't, I don't know what Jeff Bezos does with his money, right? But um, I would also hope that people weren't knocking down my door demanding that I give them money like people are doing to him, right? There was there's a protest outside of his house not too long ago of um, like Amazon workers or whoever um, wanting him to raise their minimum wage to th- like thirty dollars an hour. Jeez. Like 
because they work at Amazon and he can afford it. Mm. Like, I don't work at Amazon. So, like, if you work at Amazon and you're listening to this and, like, things are terrible, like, don't come after me, please. But, like, <laughs> I don't think, like, working at Amazon necessitates being paid $30 an hour just because... Yeah, just because your CEO is worth a billionaire. Yeah. There's, um, on Business Insider, there's a article that's talking about, you know, um, has he donated money to charity organizations and stuff? And so this one paragraph says, um, he's never appeared on the annual list of America's 50 largest donors until 2018 when he took the top spot with the launch of a $2 billion fund for education programs for the homeless. The donation represented 1.3% of his net worth. Like, they had to include that because they had to right. be like, $2 billion for Jeff Bezos isn't that much money. I can tell you right now, <laughs> if things go really well for me, I will probably never donate $2 billion to anything. I will... I, I'm... It, it's not fair that because he has that amount, you know, as he's worth a certain amount, that he is expected to give a certain amount. I mean, right. I do, I do expect him to, and I you want him to. I want him to. I hope he does. And if I find out he doesn't, I'm gonna be like, oh, that's weird. Like, it seems like if I had that money, I would hope that I would. But that's it right there. I would hope I would, you know. Yeah. And I'm not Jeff Bezos, and I. I'm not a billionaire. Right. So can you even, it's like we, there's an entire article here about how another guy spends his money. <laughs> Who cares? You know, I mean. See, if we all had Neuralink, we probably wouldn't spend our time like getting upset about these things. You know, we would be if enlightened. We, if we all had Neuralink, if everyone had Neuralink, currency is probably like. It wouldn't exist, dude. Yeah, it's like a taboo. There would, be, there would be no transactions. We would all have just transcended. You can it just be, communicate without speaking. Trade. Words. We would ascend. Would that, they, yeah, that's that's what is no language happen. barriers. Yeah, no language barriers. They're saying that you should be able to like. You won't. You won't be able to lie to each other if two wow. people have it. Like this is no. This is not like Rev One. This is not the first version of right. Neuralink. But like down the mm -hmm. line. We're saying that like version. you should be able to interact with someone non-verbally and know like their intentions, which is where the argument comes of like we're going to get past all the bullshit, basically, you know, because you're not going to be able to like bluff or poker face anyone, right. which could be good. I don't know. Could be bad. It could take a lot of fun away. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. What about, what about things like art, like you think about music or you know, communicating through something expressive mm -hmm. and nobody can interpret it for themselves because they would essentially know what the artist had intended it to be. I don't mm -hmm. know. It could take away the ability to just say, well, that's how you feel about it. Well, this is how I feel about it. Well, but see, maybe I art, think art would even take a different form. Maybe true. our art is limited by our... our <laughs> there you go. It, you could, know, be, it could be limited. Our cerebral think, cortex could not be. <laughs> I like to play devil's advocate because I know a lot of I know a lot of people don't like the idea of Neuralink. So I'm just you know I don't I don't no, really know how I feel about it. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to say, man. If it improves your life that much, your health, your well being, your existence, just day to day, then I don't know. 
I will say it would be hard for me to fault it if I knew that it, like um you know someone with severe epilepsy had this thing implanted and it made them a functional human or like right. you know functional to our standards or mm. someone who has like detrimental parkinsons or something you know um mm-hmm. something that is detrimental to your life and you can have a thing implanted in you and it like salt like solve the problem not like taking medication that alleviates the symptoms but like actually right. solves the problem at its root cause it would be really hard for me to find reasons to say why people shouldn't do that right you know? mm-hmm. well and it's kind of cool that he's kind of made it clear that that's the motive right now you know right it's not like he came out and said even if he's maybe he's thinking it but it's not like he came out and said I want to make something that makes everybody superhuman. Yeah. It's like, if if this is just the right way to do it with a product like this, that's kind of scary um, for some people. Maybe it is smart to come in with the whole, this is going to be, you know, medically beneficial, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it's it's just that kind of that same thing of like, the motives, okay, you can question them, but I mean... Jeff Bezos gave $2 billion for education for the homeless people. But that was only 1% of his net worth, dude. Listen, and maybe he was getting flack, you know? Maybe they were like, yo, Jeff Bezos, why don't you donate more money, you know? But he still donated $2 billion. I mean, it's like all these... I really think that Elon Musk probably has grand, grand plans Mm -hmm. and a roadmap for what this thing is going to be, no doubt. You know, but um, it's like right now, if you can think about if there's a person in a retirement home that maybe has a mental disorder and they really feel like the, f- the family and that person feels like there's nothing to lose once humans are able to try these and use these and it might help her, uh, you know, cure dementia mm-hmm. or, you know, Alzheimer's. Or even just like remember, like being able to remember where she put her keys or remember where, yeah. what day it is, like, you know, like who her kids grandkids are. when they come visit. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like me, I'm 20, turning 25 this year and I like feel like my memory is slipping sometimes, you know, or yeah. I feel like my oh, eyes yeah. are playing tricks on me or I feel like, yeah. And like I've been in therapy for two years. So like there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that I could like circumvent by just like, you know, playing the little breadboard game and jumping some wires in my brain. I'm not sa- not yep. to say that like I'm the prime use case for this. I think there are way more serious, you know, important uses for this. But um, I I would personally be like I'm always looking for like, ways that I can like sleep better, ways that I can focus better, ways that I can um, you know like overcome just like things that I feel like are hardwired in me that I I feel like are just like I'm stuck with. And I can't imagine that being to a point where it's like really detrimental to my daily quality of life. Like I get frustrated if I forget where I put my keys. I can't imagine being like not remembering, like suddenly not remembering where I am, you know, or suddenly mm-hmm. like my my daughter, if, you know, I ever have a daughter, you know, someone from my family walks in and I don't recognize them, uh, that would be a, that would be a not good thing. So if we could cure yeah. that, why, why not? 
I really feel like that being the use for it in the beginning would would make me feel okay about it, you know? Right. It's just the potential that it has is just something that, you know, I mean, I've got a kid now, so I'm thinking about the world that he lives in. You know, when he's my age, that that would might be, it might be like retail at that point. You know what I mean? It would be he's scary. 28. But it could know. be good. Yeah, really, it could. And maybe I won't forget all the memories I'm going to have with him, you know, because maybe I'll get one. I don't mm-hmm. know. How much is it? Forty nine ninety nine, as seen on TV. You can ask the pig that has it in its brain right now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think about that a lot. Like you said, the potential that it has is sort of scary, like the potential downsides of it. But like, I wonder, is that how people felt when the the first like good computers were starting to come out Mm -hmm. you know like any sort of like revolutionary technology and i i don't think it's a bad like i think everyone should be should maintain a certain level of like healthy op or uh, skepticism right and like yeah i think it's good to ask ask questions like okay well what if someone decides that they want to like take over my neural link am i gonna Mm -hmm. become just like their puppet like that's a valid question but I think people, I mean, people still ask these same questions about like, well, if I have my phone in my pocket, like, is the government going to do X, Y, Z to me or, or whatever? And I think by and large, everyone is okay with like their experience having an iPhone or whatever, you know, a computer in their home. No one is imploded because of it. I, I could be wrong, but. Yeah, you yeah, think about the advancements like the finger fingerprint unlock your phone or face face recognition software and how people are really skeptical about that at first and you're like, wait a sec, the government's gonna have access to all this stuff and where does it go? Who has it? Mm-hmm. Or you think about stuff like stuff you post. Um, what was it? There was a article I read a while back about Snapchat and how like nobody really knows where the photos go. Right. <laughs> so, like, they got to be stored on a server somewhere, but yeah. you do it anyway, right? Right. You mm-hmm. you invest your your faith into these pieces of technology, knowing that you're going to be okay the next day. So it's just a matter of time. But initially, starting out, you're like, why the hell would I ever put my fingerprint into a phone? You know. Right. Yeah. yeah. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier that you know everyone was up in arms about the facial recognition thing on iPhones, but Man, I mean, everyone, I was. Everyone yeah. has your pictures on Facebook, man. Like, it, right? You're you could literally like backwards search an image of you, and it would pull up your name on Google. Right. So I mean, it's like okay, yeah, you're out there. I get we can all, we can always say, oh, the government's gonna man. The government has you, man. You you got. Did you do chip when you guys were kids in school? Was chip. No. Where they kind of market it as like, hey, all parents that have kids from this age to this age should do fingerprint because it helps keep them safe and helps us to locate them if they ever were to go missing. You know what that was for? That makes it a lot easier on law enforcement when those kids grow up and start committing crimes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But what I'm saying is I was like 
10 when we did that. Was it just some guy and, come to school with the briefcase and like kind of a sketchy jacket? Yeah. I've never, I've never heard of this. <laughs> Me neither, yep. dude. And I went yeah, to the same school as you, bro. I'm nervous. I'll look it up right now. Chip? The, the chip program. Yeah, I think stands, you know, child. Children's health insurance help. program. Yep. Which huh. is a I like sweet how this, way of this saying, podcast has just been, has just become us like live Googling things. <laughs> saying something and then Googling it. There it is right there. Provides no, I've never heard of that. to elbow children. They did not do that to me. It's wild. Wait. In small town Nebraska too, you know. We might have to redact this. <laughs> Make sure this is what it was called. I think it was part of CHIP. National and Child we'll, Identification Program. What's that? I just typed in CHIP finger. Chip program fingerprinting, and it was the third one. There down. you go. So, what is it called? National National Child, Child Identification Program. This is what I was talking about. Chip is like healthcare, right? Well, it's the same acronym. Okay, to be fair, yeah. So, yeah, there it is. Those are the guys that came to my school. <laughs> you recognize no, those guys kidding. in those Packers jerseys on their home? Looks a lot older. It kind of looks wigged out. <laughs> so they, okay, so they came to your hometown and fingerprinted yep. every kid there. Yep. Basically, except anyone that opted for them. Yeah, except well, for me, I don't get that. I went it, to the same school as you, bro. It was like a certain age group, you know, that he might have already been passed. I don't know. Uh, it's, hmm. yeah, it's like this little kit. And I'm sure it's changed a lot. But um, so it's the in home identification kit partnered and approved by. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, which is the FBI, for those of you that are wondering. <laughs> Take, store, and control their child's fingerprints, DNA, in their own home. I mean, there's no reason my oh, parents so you, would do you do take that. it home and do it? And then bring it back? They or? did. I mean, we were in the auditorium. That's wild, bro. It's really that, wild. That, that sounds show. like something out of an apocalypse movie to me. It Seriously. really is. Yeah, it is. I mean, and so that's what I'm saying, is like, for Random me, testing. I could spend all my days thinking about how uh, Siri's listening to my conversations, but I mean, the very thing that physically separates me from any other person on this earth, my thumbprint is in a database, you know? And I've given my thumbprint to something several other times in my life, and Wait, I don't even remember what really? for. Like what? Yeah. I mean, all I think the first you time... Rested. No, first time I went, um, uh, I can't remember if it was plasma. I can't remember what it was. Mm. Um, something in college I did. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I said several, but I bet literally three times in my life. So I, I'm saying I understand if people are concerned, but I, me, I can't be because it's like, <laughs> it's over for me. You know, right? Like if they want me, <laughs> yeah, you're three stages of life, bro. I yeah. suppose it it would be a different thing though if like they came to your elementary school and implanted a chip into everybody's brain mm -hmm. and didn't mm -hmm. really tell them why. <laughs> Ten years, I, I man, think. You never like know. I think you made a good point about the the voluntary aspect of it. Like, right, it shouldn't be something that is being mandated for whatever reason. Right. Well, and. I think the problem is, you know, like 
parents talk to other parents and they say, are you going to do this thing? Seems kind of weird, you know, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure mom and dad did. And I'm sure other kids, they talk to other kids' parents and you get this safety from people around you partaking in it, you know? And so Jake, if you were to tell me, man, I got chosen for like, you know, the tests are done. It's safe for humans. I got chosen to be like in a study for just like normal person gets to use it in their daily life. If you did it, or Nick, if you did it, I would be like, oh man, but he has it, you know? And like, <laughs> and he's, he's okay my guy. Most of the time. He's my guy. They're my guys. And I think I would, it's like a school of fish thing. Mm. And I'll, I get scared. I think the only time I get worried is like when we don't fully understand what, because I know there's, you know, if you think about kids younger than us right now and nick you talked about how you just use snapchat you know you don't think about where stuff goes you know you got tons of apps now with just your location Mm -hmm. and you know your age is you know it's just the only thing that makes me worried is that the kids that are younger than us as they grow up you know neuralink is just going to be like getting an iphone you know it's just gonna be like I don't, I'm not even thinking about what this means. Well, they're born with this. Yeah, they're born with that around them all the time. So it's second nature. Just like, or if they, you know, if they're born and they get one put in, just, you know, if it just becomes a thing, like, you know, just like we get vaccinations when we're born. I mean, (laughs) it's, it has the potential to go there. As long as people get to decide if. Here's your social security number. Here's your chip. But is it going to be a thing like, you know, I'm I'm not the right person to talk about it because I think there's some really cool Android phones and stuff. But is it going to be a thing where like, if, you know, you know, like when you first text someone and it's like green rather than <laughs> blue and you're just kind of like, oh. They're less you know? than. <laughs> yeah, but they're not, you know. Dude, I had, I had this thought today, actually. This is so funny. I don't mean to interrupt you, but. I'm in this group no, no, chat man. with some people and like, of course, there's always like one person one. that has an Android. <laughs> always. So none of the like iOS group chat things work where you like tap uh. to like a message. But people with iPhones are almost worse in a way because they see the green messages, but they still they like don't care. <laughs> like the messages. So then everybody gets a text, like a, a worded text that says like so and so loved this message and loved then it the reprints message. the entire yeah. message. I'm like, dude, you don't have to remind them that they're worse than you for not having an iPhone. They know. Okay. Just relax. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you're so pissing true. me off too. Yeah. Anyway. But sorry. I wonder if, no, that's so I'm turning true. my iMessage off tonight just for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think with the Neuralink thing, there will be like a social aspect to it, you know, where it'll be like, Oh, well, this person doesn't have one, you know, and you, it's going to be weird. It's just going to be one more thing to kind of create division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know. You think about like kids with parents that can afford to get it for them when they're in high school, you know, mm-hmm. and then the kid that doesn't have one, mm-hmm. you know, was kind of like an Xbox back in the day for yeah. us, you know, like that kid that didn't have one, he was like always over at your house just playing single player games. <laughs> you know, it's like let me know when dinner's eat, ready. All right, I'm gonna be eating all your goldfish. Yeah, yeah that's a good Talking point. And I, I've also thought about like 
not even just the social pressure of having like the latest and greatest thing, but also this this is something that stands to have an impact on your performance as a human. So like mm. think about it in terms of assuming it, it doesn't bring us to this point of enlightenment that I'm thinking. Like there's going to be this in between where like people who have it are at a significant advantage over people who don't have it because right. it's conceivable that they'll have it in their brain and can just like access information. It's like, you know, having Google in your brain. That person is going right. to be capable of things that, you know, the person that doesn't have it could never dream of being capable of. So, like, How would that change education too? Like you're sitting right. in a classroom and you just automatically know the answer. Mm. Oh, that kid's got a Neuralink. You know, oh, that's unfair. It, but you wouldn't even have to have school anymore. Would you? I know, you could just download, you know, history. But what about just, kids that can't afford Neuralink? What do they do? Go to school. <laughs> they probably get it paid for by the school. Like, you know, the lesser version that doesn't allow them to, you know, sprint at incredible speeds. The Andro- Android version of Neuralink. <laughs> All of the the thoughts that you're reading from someone with the Android version, their thoughts are green and everyone else's right. thoughts are blue. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, weird. I, I think there's a lot of unanswered questions yet, but I think it's cool that someone is working on it so that eventually do you, do you guys f- questions will be answered. Do you feel like, I know we could say, you know, like Jake, you said earlier, you know, everybody kind of freaked out probably when home computers became a thing. You know, I think, who, who was it that said there will be no need for anyone to have a, a computer in their home? You know, um, sure people like when that. they first started making them, like that it would just be a business thing. But um, who said that? That wasn't Bill Gates. Just every time I think Googling of computer, I, th- I think Bill Gates. But Well, I don't know if Bill Gates would have said it. He was kind of the instigator. Ken Olson. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. You're getting a lot of you're getting a lot of rap. I think Bill Gates probably like, from the beginning thought everyone would have a personal computer in their home. I think that was but, his goal. But do you guys feel like I know technology's always been coming around and it comes in big waves and don't do you sort of feel like in our lifetimes that like right now maybe the last like couple years and now is like the beginning of like futurism. Yeah. I mean like the future that our parents and our grandparents like saw in comics. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, just think about like when did the first iPhone come out? You know, we were all, we all remember when it came out 10 years ago, maybe. Right. Probably not even. Um, Mm. look at that thing compared to the iPhone that you have now. Right. You know, I mean, my, my iPhone, this is the first phone that I've had like in a long time that I have an available upgrade and I haven't upgraded it yet just because I have no reason to. And like, it's the iPhone X and I already am seeing things in like the, the next generation, like, man, that'd be pretty cool. Like the camera is so much better. It's like, um, it's like. These last, this last decade for sure, but if you look at the last 20, 30, 40 years, like the advancement in technology has been, I don't want to say exponential, but it has definitely been a very steep incline. And like the further, the more technology that becomes, the more technology is possible. 
the way that I yeah, see right. it. So like as things uh, become more available and more refined, like that's just going to make it easier to develop new things. Like um, faster computers allow for faster design, which allows for more efficient. Like you get to like iterate on things quicker. Um, so yeah, Do you I think, think that changes the way we think, like the way we process and the way that we create and dream. I mean, because we're your synapses, do you think they just fire quicker? Everything in your brain is able to, or do yeah. you think it hinders us? I don't think, um, I think you could take either either side of it. Like, there are a lot of people who make the argument that having, even just like having the internet at your fingertips makes you dumber because you don't, your brain is no longer required to like store all these like, offhand you know i don't have to memorize math formulas because i can look them up right um there are people who argue that that makes you dumber i don't subscribe to that because you know i think um it 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 frees up bandwidth in your brain to be able to think about things differently so like i don't know if it's always a, a case of better or worse but um i think it's a case of like moving forward always feels different mm-hmm. um, more freedom. Yeah. And I think in terms of creation, like, uh, I mean, we talked about a couple weeks ago, last week, I think, um, you know, people in their basement 15, 20 years ago would never even thought about trying to make a record. Right. You know, you had, you had to go to a recording studio, spend thousands of dollars. And not only that, but you had to have spent a lot of time and money learning how to play an instrument, you know, like all these things. Whereas now, you know, it's, it's kind of like an open book for anyone. Like the, the barrier of entry is significantly lower to begin like creating and making things. Like um, there are kids in high school now that are doing like the kind of design work in their high school classes that I was doing like my last year of college, you know, or yeah, like even crazy. sooner than that. And I, I, I think no matter what, generation of life we're in there's always people that are kind of like the go-getters and the doers and the dreamers and i think those people are always really good at like seeing the tools that they have and using those to make their visions come true you know Mm -hmm. whether that was like a gen one mac and tosh computer or that's you know whatever we have now um i think it's i think it's always it's just always different yeah like your resources at hand are the same for everybody, but how you use them right. is up to you. And I mean, you yeah, think, I think of, it's interesting. You think about the people like way back in the day, and by that I mean like I don't know, like twenty or thirty years. You know, the stuff that they were the stuff that they were making, like relatively, was super trivial, right? Because that's right. all that they had. Mm-hmm. That's that was the most advanced thing that they could make, like given their resources at that time. But the things right. that we're making now, with like because of the things that they've made made are way more advanced so like i just i don't i don't think that like the technology is making us dumber i think it's just allowing us to think about things think about more conceptual things and then see how we can make them happen instead of fighting with like well we don't have that's like impossible because the computer doesn't exist or whatever yet yeah even things that are simple like a landline you know, that you have to be at your house in order to talk on the phone to somebody or make a call. Or if there's an emergency, right. if you're not home, you're not going to miss it or you're going to miss it, you know? So it's like you take that concept and say, what if we put it in your pocket? 
What if you could take it with you? What if you mm-hmm. could carry this conversation with you in the car, in the store? And then you combine that with, what if you could actually get onto the internet at the same right. time mm-hmm. on this device, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like always, you know, advancing that one idea and turning it into something else. Yeah. I mean, there's two, there's always two sides of the coin. Like you can use those things to like be on Snapchat or be on TikTok, which I think is like, our generation's greatest abomination like to humankind. You could be doing spending is. all your time doing those things, or you could be using that tool, you know, to be productive at the times that you're not at your desk. Like this is this is so stupid, but <clears throat> like I will now call into meetings if I'm commuting like to the office or something, because we now use a different application that allows us to have it on our phone. So now I'm like making use of my commute time. Um, I'm like taking that extra 20 minutes to be more productive, you know? So I just, I think you could make the argument that being able to like take it with you could either, it could help you, you could be more productive with that, or it could hurt you and you could be like wasting your whole life looking at TikTok. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Or how many times you actually make a phone call on a cell phone nowadays? Not very often. The amount. Yeah, it pales in comparison to yeah. everything well, else. For writing, you know, I I think it's really I still love to write in my songbook, you know, like physically write mm-hmm. with my pen, pen but I've really got to be like in the mood for that. And on the regular during the day, I'm usually just punching stuff into notes or recording voice memos. And you know, people come and say, "Well, what? What if you lose that?" And it's like, "Well, I don't because." There's iCloud, and I could lose the book too, you know? So it's just like yeah. if I had a Neuralink, I wouldn't even have to write anything down. I would just remember it all. That's true. I could, You could be a cover band and literally like store entire songs in your brain and just play them flawlessly. Yeah. The thing that I, I keep wondering is like if it would have any effect on like your muscle memory mm. or like the conditioning of your body. Because from a musician standpoint, there like how many things do you do that if you don't do them for a while, like you get rusty. Your fingers don't move the same way because like your yeah. muscles get, you know, it's, at, it's, it's muscular atrophy. It's the same thing as if you don't work out for a long time, your muscles get smaller. It's exactly the same thing. Um, so even though, you know, I... I used to play guitar a lot more than I currently do. So even though I know in my brain where the, my fingers need to go, like there's this disconnect when I'm out of practice. So I still wonder if like being able to just like implant the memory or the information into your brain will always translate to like production of the thing, right? I could know, yeah. I could have a perfect understanding of music theory based on Google in my brain telling me everything about it. And I could know where my fingers need to go. But I have a feeling that you would still have to do the work to like condition your your muscles to like be capable of that. Yeah, that's interesting. Did you guys ever watch? I bet you remember, brother, because I remember always watching it. it was on TV. One of, the, one of the movies that dad always, when it came on, we would watch bits and pieces of it, you know? In and out of naps and crap like that. Uh, do you remember Demolition Man? Oh, yeah. Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, 
Sylvester Stallone was a cop in the future. He was, how do you say that? Cryogenically frozen? Cryogenically, yeah. yeah. Cryo frozen. Yeah, I can't say it, but somebody on here can. And uh, then taken to the future and because he was a really good cop and he's basically stopping Wesley Snipes who's like this criminal. All that being said. Sandra Bullock's in the movie and there's this this scene where they basically have on like these VR headsets together and they like make love but they don't actually make love. It's like (laughs) this, like you were talking about, they're transferring brain waves Mm. to the point where like everything that could be experienced as a person physically can be experienced mentally. You know, if you can cast any kind of idea to your brain or any kind of, you know, projection, you know, you could be in Hawaii um, in the winter sitting in your living room. If your brain is able to communicate warmth Mm. and this, the smell of sea salt Mm -hmm. and, you know, cold beer in your hand that's some crazy stuff right there interesting that's like you know vr is a is a thing that i mean it's like that was a thing that i thought when i was a kid was like that's the future right there mm-hmm. like when you can put on those goggles and see something and experience something that isn't actually there oh i don't I'll never. i mean that's like right now they've got like 15 versions of that now yeah and right? it still blows man that's why i think Neuralink yeah. is a long ways off <laughs> i know but that's that's kind of what i'm saying is that's same thing it's just like this technology has always like when we first started talking about making a phone mobile it's kind of like that idea back then is would be like what for us now this Neuralink thing or is this like as far as, so a cell phone to us is kind of like old news, right. right? Is this like our mobile phone? Right. Like, or is it, I know that it's so much more advanced and stuff, mm-hmm. but like comparatively for the times, you know? Yeah. Could be, feels like it to me. I actually kind of think that um, the fact that the internet makes everything so readily available has sort of normalized us to the idea of like this super aggressive technological advancement. Like I don't, I don't think that Neuralink is our next mobile phone because I really feel like it's a, it's a really long ways off before it gets to the level of maturity to where people are using it on like a consumer level. I think it might be like our next insulin pump or our next like Mm. personal heart rate monitor or something that is like benefiting people on like um, uh, a medical level and I think that's the goal like the immediate goal for it right now but I think um, you know it's easy for us to talk about it because we can access all the information about it I think there are other things right now that are that are the next like big thing for our generation like I would argue that like maybe electric vehicles are closer to that kind of thing. Granted, like yeah. a cell phone doesn't cost like $70,000. <laughs> and I don't know if comparatively, I, comparatively it ever did, but I think there are more things like that. I will say TikTok, TikTok, <laughs> TikTok. is the first app that snuck in on me that I can, that I can name and not know. I don't know how it works, mm. you know. I don't. I don't know anything oh. about them. I see them 
all the time. Yeah. But it's like, you know, that someone's put it on Instagram in their story or something. It's like, I, I realize it now. Like when I think about our dad, my dad, how he's been able to keep up with technology, like for the majority of the changes and everything, he's on top of stuff, you know, like all about using a Chromecast and trying to cast things to his TV and like, you know, wants a new cell phone, but isn't getting one yet for some reason, you know, it's just like, I understand it now. I, there's so much yeah, changing and happening like that this app just snuck in on me mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, and I don't have any interest in it. It's like the only reason I would is because I feel like crap, like one got in on me, you know, <laughs> that's it. You don't want to be, you don't want to be in the, in the dark about it. <laughs> It's like here I go. I'm I will age rapidly every day now. But dude, most of the people most of the people that are really into TikTok have no idea what Vine was. And Vine was like oh, the Vine jam. Was great. Brother, you had some amazing vines. Dude, I loved Vine, man. I loved it. I was it. never viral, but I loved it. Was it six seconds? That's all you had, right? Yeah, event that was the yeah. beginning of it. It it got bastardized just like everything else always does eventually. Right. You know, it, it sucked at the end. It, it probably needed to die, but but man, the glory days of Vine are the, like prime time for me. Yeah, man, the way you could take an idea in six seconds and completely capture something and then captivate mm-hmm. a listener or somebody who's watching it mm-hmm. just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And I I thought that was the coolest thing. Yes. It was about like the replay thing too. Yeah, right. You had to get it just in the right time to loop it. Mm -hmm. If you looped it, it was a win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember like my uh, like junior and senior year of high school, which was like basically when it had first come out, I think, or at least when it had first gotten to like my social circle. My friends and I, dude, we would hang like we would all hang out together, but all we would do is like come up with and make make vines. You know, we like it, it was like the thing that we did together. And I remember like Tyler and I made a few, Nick and I made a few, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, it was just, it was so fun. There's something about it. And like how I loved how simple it was. Like TikTok is, I mean, you can like put music on it and like, I think you can put a bunch of like filters or whatever. I, I sound like an old man too. I've literally never opened it. I've never even downloaded it, but I've never used TikTok either. Vine was so cool because of how just like, you get six seconds, yeah. you can like stop and then keep record. So you could do like stop motion stuff. But that was like really as intricate as it got. And people made people made some really cool stuff, like some really funny, oh, like yeah. engaging stuff. It was awesome. Remember remember Jerry Perp Gank? <laughs> yeah. What what happened to him? Dude, those I guys mean, are influencers on Instagram right now, man. I don't know. I don't see much Bond from him. YouTube. I see a lot of those two brothers going to prison and stuff. I don't know. Just like it's weird. Jerry Perp is on Instagram kids. right now. Oh, he's so funny. Isn't it crazy that there's like a whole like group of people that got insanely like not insanely but like a decent amount of famous from Vine. Celebrities. Now Vine doesn't even exist anymore, but these people are like millionaires. They're Instagram famous, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I think Gosh. about that a lot just the the way that things changed and you've seen I mean brother you're talking about dad like the ability to keep up with technology it's kind of crazy to think you know how will we feel in 20 30 years 
Like, what will Instagram be? Will there be Instagram? What's going to be the next thing? Mm. You know, Neuralink, dude. I, part of yeah, part of me struggles with that because I'm such a, you know, call me old school, but I love the ability to hop on a motorcycle and to feel, you know, to feel the organic, you know, Mm. aside from all the environmental stuff. I like to, the exhaust, the way that it sounds, the way that 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 feels. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine using like VR or a Neuralink Mm -hmm. to replicate that or, you know, driving an old car Mm -hmm. or playing a guitar, like a vintage 1958 Gibson Hummingbird or something like that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like to hold it, to experience it. See, that's the thing, though. Different. I think that's going to be a whole thing. That'll be like the vintage. Think you can do that? Yeah. I mean, you'll still be able to do it. I think. Yeah, but will it be the I, same? I don't know. I hope you can, you know, have the understanding that you could disable the Neuralink's uh, simulation or whatever. We're talking about that like that's a thing. And I don't <laughs> know if it is yet. But What if all the Neuralinks go out? You know, will you lose everything that you essentially well, learned? I just, from that? I just think it's going to be a really long time before we yeah. get to a point where we're deciding between like the digital world or the analog, the analog world, world. You know, we'll say, say we're thirty. Years I mean, there, from now. there's already, there's people right now that have, you know, a Tesla Model S, totally spec'd out, hundred thousand dollar car or whatever, but they also right. have they're vintage muscle cars because you'll like you can't replace like those are two they both are awesome in two very different ways like one of them is a spaceship and one of them is clunky and you know but it like you can feel it in your in your bones um right like i just think i think it's been a long time before those things before we get to a point mentally where nobody desires those things like how long have we been listening to 70s classic rock like Exactly. I think everybody in our generation has like chosen to listen to at least one song from that era, right? And it's right. that was almost forty years ago now, right. more than that. Math, Still appeals across generation. So, like, I think I think there's I think there's always a place for like classics, and I think that mm. some of those things never truly die. At least I don't think in our lifetime we'll ever truly die, because there's people like yeah. us that will always like. <laughs> want to go back to it oh for sure i don't think you'll lose that that brother like when you're an old man you'll still be able to sit in a chair and play guitar and have a completely analog feel i think i'll probably have to have a neuralink to do it (laughs) (laughs) but if you think about that think about that if you if your hands start to shake or anything you know you you could basically Take everything about that analog feel of playing guitar, but assist your physical ability or your cognitive ability. And it's like part of me says I wouldn't want that though, you know. Part of me says, you know, thinking about like getting towards the end of your life, it's kind of like it's your time. Yeah, you see people go through chemotherapy and like I think it's great. I think the ability medically to sustain life and to keep people alive and to you know, really heal is incredible. But when it comes down to it, like, I think it has to be your choice whether you want to go through that because ultimately there are, you know, disadvantages and side effects. But when you're talking about the Neuralink, like, 
would, would there be that? Would there be, you know, like this and this could happen? You know, if this is what your condition is and this is what you're getting the Neuralink for, then these are your side effects. Or mm. if you just want one and say you, you, won't, you don't want it for a specific reason, you know, this is the, you know, way later versions, obviously, where you just want it to just enhance your life. You know, will there be side effects? Will there be things that you might lose because of it? And I think it's interesting to think about like what you might have to give up in order to have something more, but. Mm. Yeah, like the idea of sacrificing something in order to have right. something else. Yeah, that's. Ooh. I read a lot of comic books. That was, <laughs> that was the gist. I mean, it's cool. Well, guys, we're coming up on hour 25 probably better wrap it up here if uh all three of you are still listening to our ramblings about futurism (laughs) and Neuralink. we appreciate you let us know if this is something that you like to hear about like to hear three idiots pretend they know anything about technology (laughs) or if you want us to talk about something completely different we appreciate that as well i did a fact check to uh first iphone came out june 29th 2007 Wow. Wow, 2007. That's crazy. I didn't, I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Anyways, pleasure chatting with you fellas as always. Oh, as always. Thanks for giving me an excuse to have a drink too. <laughs> not that I, not that I needed it. Right. But I'm just saying it's nice, it's nice to have a whiskey and have some good conversation. Amen. Thanks, fellas. Amen. And thanks to all you for letting us have it with you and choosing to have it with us. Take care guys. See y'all.